Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi, I'm Jordan Hugel and I was part of the Preston squad from 2014 to 2018. And the League One playoff winning squad as well. Let's drop that in there. As you can see. Yeah, yeah, behind you. I mean, this one we're going out on video. Un, unworn. <laughs> um, did you not fancy getting the lads to sign it? Do you know what? I think back is all signed. All my shirts are signed. All ah, right. But this has got the, on the thing, it's got the playoff badges. Yeah, yeah. So, and I wanted the medal on as well, so. The famous medal that you cut yourself with. That is the famous medal that I've cut myself with, yeah. <laughs> Um, so I don't know what on me are, yeah. Yeah, I think it was just went a bit, um, Maybe went a bit overboard with the celebrations, <laughs> even though I didn't play. <laughs> not, it's not something that happens uh, very often, is it? But you've got to enjoy these moments, haven't you? Yeah, exactly, mate. Um, yeah, thank you very much for coming on. Um, I think first and foremost, before we crack on, uh, congratulations are in order. Obviously, on the, the birth of your daughter. Fatherhood treating you all right so far? Yeah, it's, uh, it's going well. Obviously, it's changing a lot of nappies and just doing what I can when I can, really, because I said the missus is, is doing a lot of the work with her breastfeed. And so it's, it's hard yeah. for me just to, I can't get involved. And I can't obviously breastfeed. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm just, try, I'm just trying to help her out and just try and make it as easy as I can for her, really. Yeah, a lot of late nights and early mornings. And... Well, yeah, try now. I, I'm, I'm a terrible, because I'm, I'm a heavy sleeper. So, like... <laughs> I, I, I just can't get up. She wakes me up. She has to boot me a few times to get up. <laughs> You're a borough lad. How did you? How did your time in football start? Was it like are you from a, a football family? Is it was it grassroots? Was it just always one of them things that you wanted to do? Or so for me, really, it was. I didn't have a plan B. It was football or nothing for me. Like I, I remember. So as so really growing up. My all my family is my, my dad, my uncle, my granddad, still working the steelworks in Middlesbrough. So I could have gone that way if I wanted to, but I could never see myself doing that. I was always so bothered about football as a kid, and I thought, you know what, I'll, I'll go for it. I, I just thought I can't. I'm not going to be able to do anything else. I um when I, I think I was about 16, 17, I had an argument with my mum in the middle of Middlesbrough because she was like, oh, maybe we should think about a plan B for you now. I was just like, no, I don't want to do anything else because I can't, I can't see myself doing anything else. So I was solely focused on playing football. Yeah. And I had that, I had that many setbacks as a kid. I was got bad injuries. I got, um, I was offered trials, never got in. Like I was always the Neely player. Yeah. So it was like it kind of just stemmed from that. But I, I from a kid, I always had a thing about proving people wrong. I loved it. But I think that that come from all my rejections. Yeah, yeah. the determination. So I, yeah, so I always wanted to prove people wrong. So just from that really, and then I remember, as I said, going to the Glenoddle Academy, getting going through that. 
I was always so for me, I was always non-league. I started yeah. my non-league career at 16 year old, so I was playing against 30 odd year old men at 16. And imagine me, I wasn't half the size of what I was. I was I was skinny. Yeah. So I'm getting bashed around by these 30 year olds. I, I remember one game I was I was playing well and uh this must have been old 35, 36. He's me, 16 year old, brand new. And he goes to me. I'm going to fucking bite your nose off. I was like that. <laughs> oh my God. Like this geese is going to kill me. He went, you do that again. I'm going to bite your nose off. I was like, I, I was like, Oh my God. I was like, what am I doing? But like, I, just from that, I wouldn't have had it any other way. I, I, I just, it kind of, you've obviously seen me play. So that's kind of stemmed from yeah. those days for me. That non-league time. Yeah. Yeah, and as I said, from being so young to when did I get the? I was in the Glen Oddle when I was eighteen, so I had two years of good grounding really there. Obviously, I broke my ankle in between, which hampered my chances uh, for trials. I was supposed to go on trial at Sunderland, Southampton, like ruined my chances there. Sunderland were brilliant with me; they got me back in, did physio and stuff like that with me, but I was. I wasn't fit enough because I've been out for months with a broken ankle that needed surgery. So it was, as I said, I was always that Neely person. How did the point come where you joined the Glen Hoddle Academy? Because obviously being in Spain, like I'm assuming they must have had scouts up and down the UK like watching grassroots, non-league. Yeah, so it came about, I, I've been with a coach in Middlesbrough called George Smith, but small as I remember from probably about 10 years old. And he's, he was with me all the time. And he tend, when you he say had, as in like one to one stuff or as part of so a team, or it was part of like it wasn't a team, it was like a separate coaching thing. But a lot of the lads, right. used, a lot of lads used to go, and uh, they've had they've had a few players like you. He used to be, he used to if you were good enough, he'd help you out as much as he could, and he'd got a yeah. few players in a professional career. So for me, he was I was with him from probably about ten years old till about. Probably about eighteen, actually. So till I went to the Glenoddle Academy, and even yeah. even afterwards, I'll, um, we'll go into that later on. But so I was with him, and he knew the. He was like a scout for the Glenoddle Academy, and as you as you know, the Glenoddle Academy was for people who had been at clubs, been released from clubs. It was to get back into football, and I'd never done that. So he like pulled some strings, managed to get to the trial. It was like a trial weekend at Bisham Abbey. And from there, played. I remember playing in the game, playing well, and then got offered this. Just got got offered like the deal out in Spain for two years, and that was kind of like my scholarship. Yeah, it came at a bit later than what scholarships usually do, but that was like kind of me, like chipping away at the technical and more other side of stuff, just honing my game in really. Yeah. yeah. Have you always been a striker? No. So from from a kid, from a kid up until about when did I start college? I went to college at, after secondary school, sort of in sixteen. From a kid up until sixteen, I was a winger. I was a, I used to play on the right wing, all like every week, right wing. And then um, I went to college in Middlesbrough because I said I didn't have a scholarship, so I just went went to college and did I did sports science, but I only did it because it rang alongside a football academy. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I wasn't bothered about that. It was just football. And my first game, I think we, we didn't have a striker. 
and just the manager at the time just went, you go play up front. Yeah. I just remember scoring, I scored four in my first game. <laughs> and then I've, I've not the rest, changed. The rest is I'm history. Not, exactly. I've been a striker ever since. So yeah. It's kind of like, well, for at least in my experience from people that I've spoken to that are either currently playing or have played professional football, it's like the opposite. Like I find that people normally tend to drop backwards further down the pitch, not not move further up it. <laughs> well, hopefully, when I get to about 38, I might start dropping back. <laughs> might, be a, might be a keeper when I'm 40. <laughs> So how how was your time in Spain then? Obviously, two years, young lad. Was it sort of, is it something you look back on and think, do you know what? Without that, I probably wouldn't have gone on to have the opportunities I've had and do what I've done in my career. Yeah, yes and no. But I think at the time, I think I kind of not wasted the opportunity, but I didn't. I think I took it a bit for granted. Yeah, because I was I was I was the youngest there at the time, so I was. My first time away from home, I was missing home. I just wanted to be home. Like I, I didn't make a most of it. It was still really, really good and beneficial for me. I like I learned so much. Obviously, you're gonna with Glenn Hoddle, who was out there now and again. You had Nigel Spackman, Graham Ricks, Dave Besson, like players who have been there and done it. I'm obviously gonna learn stuff from them and get better anyway. But I feel as though I could have. I regret my time a bit much there because. I think I'll tell you when we go on to Port Vale that I got absolutely bollocked by this chief scout again. He's saying like I wasted my time there because I just didn't I didn't do as much as what I could have done, and yeah. I could have probably gone improved a bit more. But I was just I was just sick. I just didn't want it to be at home. It was my first time away from home, really. So yeah. it was it was but it was brilliant at the same time. As I said, it was my that was my scholarship. Was it training and was it ed- any education or was it all football? All football. All football. So we'd, we so we lived in it was a place called Monte Castillo in Jerez, which is Andalusia, south of Spain. Beautiful place. So we lived in a hotel complex, we had our villas. There's like a few to a villa. We trained on a morning and on an afternoon. And then we'd do, sometimes we'd do gym as well. So it was like, you'd be, we'd be doing two sessions a day. Yeah. And then some days it'd be, it was always football. And then it'd be something else. So on the afternoons, do you know paddle? No. At the game, the game paddle. It's like tennis. But it's, in a, it's in it's in a squash court type thing. Yeah. So it's like got glass walls all the way around it. And we used to one of our sessions. Like, I think it was a few times a week. We'd go in the paddle courts, and we'd just do keep ups and stuff, just working on our technique mm. for for an hour straight, just doing that, and then right training again. So. It was brilliant in terms of that, and as I said, I did, I did learn it. I did yeah. learn a, a lot from it. As I said, I just, I, I could have done a lot more, yeah. and I think that's kind of what's driven me now to think that to not wasting my opportunities. It's like kind of in front of me. Yeah. Do you think because you went in there so young, and the fact you, you, that you were the youngest at the academy, do you think you maybe not took it for granted, but thought you were maybe a bit better than you were at the time? Like I'm the youngest here, and I'm and I'm already in the academy. Like kind of a bit. No, because I, I I always kind of thought it as lads have been at clubs, so they're they're a step ahead of me. I've got a lot of catching up to do. Yeah. But as I said, I just think it was me being like naive and just yeah. as I said, just wasting the opportunity that was in front of me. Like as I said, I, I don't I don't regret it because I I did it. I learned an awful lot, but I just think I could have done a bit more while I was yeah. there. 
So how did how did your time in Spain sort of come to an end? Was it like a fixed two year thing, and then you just so so what happened was it, it kind of the, we did a year out there, and then the second year it kind of was up and down because it, it 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 disbanded that second year when I was there because there weren't I don't I don't know what was going on, but I just know we we all got shipped back from Spain. We were training down in Bisham Abbey, and then all of a sudden we were sent home. So it was like. Uh, they said we'd, we'd find your clubs as well so I was I, I was found Whitby Town so I was sent back home going um, I've sorted this out for you Whitby Town so I was like alright okay it's not far Whitby Town still still playing so that kind it just kind of went from there really and then first game at Whitby Sorry, Town tore my ACL <laughs> yeah, really that's not a good way first to start game, is it first game scored and tore my ACL so what are you thinking at that point then? Like you've just come back from Spain, you got you got a club, scored a goal, and then you've you've knackered your ACL and it's like I, I didn't know I did it. I didn't know I didn't know I did it. So like I just remember I still remember it. I was running down the right hand side, I cut inside, but the fella's like he's tackled me from the inside and the ball was on the inside of my foot. So like gone that way, my foot's gone that way, but I'm turning inside. Yeah. And all all I heard was like a like a click. I was like, oh I I felt it funny. Try to play on for like three or four minutes, five minutes. I was like, oh no, this doesn't feel right. This came off. And then um, a few weeks later, I was, I was like, right, feels all right. I'll go for a run, see what I was doing. Was running through this field, did a few side steps, went and like pretend to kick a ball. And my knee just gave way. I was on my back like that mm. in the middle of a field, like, oh no, this isn't right. Like, what's going on here? <laughs> What's going on here? So I was like, oh no, I need to, uh, I need to have a get get this looked at, and then complete complete rupture of my ACL. So at that time, it was it was a pretty tough time as well because my uh, my nana was was really ill. Like my uh, my yeah. nana was uh, passed away like the month after I think I tore my ACL. So like I was rock bottom, couldn't play football, which was my my way of dealing with things. Couldn't play football. I was out. I was getting do, get doing the wrong things, going out drinking, which is never really, it's not really me. Yeah. But I just ended up doing that because I was in a bit of a horrible place, to be honest. Yeah, that's how I ended up working behind the bar from then. Right, right. So I needed, I, so I had the operation, and then I think I went on the dole. I was on job seekers for a few months. I was like, oh, I can't do this cannot do this and then managed to get the job behind the bar which everyone knows the story and then got back playing and then from there this is how Port Vale came about so George Smith who I told you about before yeah he put me back in touch with the chief scout who was at the Glen Hoddle Academy who was now the chief scout at Port Vale right so then I went for a few trial games I remember my first trial game he, um, we were playing, I think it was Rochdale away. I travelled up with, with George, my, the coach. And um, after the game, I thought I'd played well. Come away from it, I was like, oh, I think I've done all right there. And then I'm stood there, go, go see George, the, the, um, the chief scout at the end of the game. And he's just stood, I'm stood right here, and he's just hammering me, like for about 10 minutes straight, hammering me, saying, you wasted your opportunity. You were a joke and all this in, in Spain. And I was just stood there like, almost crying. 
<laughs> I was like, oh my God, what is going on? And even the coach who was with me, George, he was like, I can't believe you've just stood there and took it. Like, I was like, well, he's not wrong, really. Like, sometimes it's cruel to be kind, isn't it? Like, sometimes yeah. you've got to hear the How truth. I was 20. Sometimes you've still, got to hear the truth. Oh, yeah. And then as much as it's it hurts, he wasn't wrong. But sometimes you don't like to be told that. And it was, I've just stood there like, oh, my God, he's, <laughs> he's going to end up chinning me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what I like. Um, the, do you think looking back then, like, obviously your time on on the dole and working at the bar and stuff like that, along with your grassroots time, your time at the academy, do you think that's all gone on to sort of, I don't know, maybe give you the kind of mindset to succeed in football? Because it is a cutthroat business. It's a cutthroat industry. Like, Yeah, oh, 100%. I think it's given me the kind of not scared. I'm not scared of failing. Yeah, I'm not yeah. scared of trying. I'm not scared of failing because I've had nothing. I've, been there, I've had to work, I've been on job seekers. So all this what comes, like I could I, if if push comes to shove and something goes drastically wrong, I've got no problem with having to work again because I've I've done it before. Yeah. So like I'm I'm not scared. I'm not I'm not scared of it because yeah. I've done it once before, I can do it again. Like I'm not I, I've got a bit of pride, but it doesn't mean that like I can't do it. Like Yeah. Um Obviously, Port Vale was League One. You've gone from like pretty much a career in non-league up to this point to to the jump up to League One. How did you find that? Like, was it a bit of a oh cover? my that <laughs> first pre-season I ever did? Oh my god, it was horrific. <laughs> it was horrible. I remember we we, we did um, so initially. I was Port Vale had set up like a twenty threes, so it, I was part of that at the time. Not the first team, but yeah. the pre-season, we were joining the first team to do it. I remember Mickey Adams was notorious for these park runs. I thought, oh, brilliant, it sounds good. And one of them, it was it was a lap of a park in Burslem. So there was, I think it was five groups. So obviously your group went, the four were resting. So you do the lap, the other group went, or like at certain times they all went. So you had a bit of a rest. I never got a rest. I was that knackered. <laughs> I was just doing laps. Doing, I was just doing laps. I was getting no rest. And Mickey Adams was going to me, you just stop there. That's it. You're done. I'm like, nah, fuck off. I'm doing this. I'm getting through it. I don't I don't care if I'm not getting a rest or not. I'm just doing it. And and you look at it, I think you'll probably find an article saying that you ask him, to, Mickey Adams quoted saying, you ask him to stop. And he, he, he says no. He said yeah. that's the type of person that he is. Yeah. So like, I kind of like, from there, just kind of did the training with the 23s, got on with it. And I think I was one of the very few to only actually come into the first team. Do you think that was when you when you joined Port Vale, like you said, you've sort of you've been there, you've had nothing. Are you, are you looking at that and thinking, This is my opportunity now, I need to, to yeah. grasp it with both hands and kick off? I think I think when the Chief Scout was stood in front of me, George Foster. And he went through me. I think it was kind of a reality check of like, this is your last chance. If you were to come here, this is your last chance. So you need to do everything you can now. Yeah. So for me, I was 
I don't think I had a day off for, for weeks and probably a month just because on my days off, I was coming at the club, I was doing the gym because I, I was playing catch-up then. I, I came from yeah. working behind the bar to then professional football, really. So I was, I was playing catch-up. So I was then doing everything in my power to catch up. How long did you sign for Port Vale for? Was it like a two-year deal or...? It was one. One-year one deal year. it was. So you knew but you had was, to in was, that year? Was, you knew you, knew you had to make it. Yeah. Yeah. It was basically all or nothing. Yeah. So I had to do something. Otherwise, I was back working behind a bar. How were you, barman skills? Oh, do you know what? I can make an unbelievable mojito. <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> you should put that to fall back on. <laughs> Cocktail, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, you got, I'm, I'm presuming that you, your deal's extended because obviously you were loaned out to, to Gateshead. Um, not sure. Again, this is another example of some shoddy research, but I'm not sure what level that was at. Uh, Gated was the conference, so I did. So at the time, I didn't have an agent when I first started at Port Vale. Didn't have an agent because mm-hmm. I was like, I don't need one. Like I'm just solely focused on trying to get in that first team. And the, yeah. so the and the chief scout was like, No, you're gonna need one. So I'll put you onto someone, and then you can sort it out. So he's still he's still my agent now as well. So he um he got me that my first move to Gated on loan. It's like, you, we need to get you out of there. We need to get you playing proper men's football games instead of 23s. So, yeah, fine. Go to Gated. And I did I did really well. I think I scored five goals in something like seven games or something. Yeah. Something like that. And, and then and got it was three like four goals. starts, three off the bench and, and five goals or something like that. Yeah. And then got recalled after a month. Was that recall what then sort of led on to you? going to actually play for Port Vale then? Yeah. So, the first game back after that recall, I think it was, I think it was, it was, I think it was my debut straight after that, Crawley Town. Right. Away. So, straight from, I almost scored as well that game as well. Mr. Head, I was gutted. (laughs) So, how was, how was that? Obviously, you've, you've gone non-league, league one with 23s. Well, 23s, but obviously training with League One first team. Back down to non-league, and then you straight straight in at League One. Like, are you thinking? And I'm playing. I'm geez, I, I'm starting over people that are, of Tom Pope, who was mm. he scored 40 yeah. goals before Lee Hughes, who'd played in the Premier yeah. League. Like, I'm playing in front of these, and I'm like, oh my god, what? Like, I didn't didn't expect it one bit. I was thought oh, I might chuck me on or whatever, but I didn't expect to start. And, did and you feel ready? Like... I just kind of it's 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 weird like stuff like that. when you say like are you ready for me it's it's like it's a normal game of football it's like I'm playing the non-league games again yeah. I play I, this is no I play my games like I'm playing non-league I, I, <laughs> nothing's changed for me from the start it's worked then and it still works now so I, I haven't I haven't needed to change and luckily there's not there's not a lot of players like me. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think so that's helped you to, to an extent? The fact that you are sort of a more unique kind of striker. I think it took me a bit to kind of get to know who I am. I think that's a problem with 
not going to say players or whatever. I think for me, I play. I've started playing the best football towards this end of my career now because I know what type of person I am. I know what works. I know. I know it. I know what I do works. Yeah. And I'm comfortable with that. I'm not. I'm not going to have millions and millions of fans because I'm not good on the eye to watch. But what I do is effective. Yeah. How how then did you move to North End come about? Was that something that you were aware of before it happened, or was it just a case of you, your agent gets in touch and he's like, right, we've got this deal, and then it, 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 yeah. it went. So there. I had um, I had a few clubs after me that summer, and Port Vale had offered me a new deal, and I, I just said I wasn't going to sign there because I just didn't didn't add up what was going on, and I just thought, you know what, best to just go in start fresh so yeah. I had a list I wrote down all the clubs that were interested in me and I was looking at all the strikers that were in them clubs at the time it was Joe Garner Kevin Davies so them two were the two that were in Yeah. so I was thinking obviously looked at what Garner did and then you look at Kevin Davies I was like oh my god what's what a person to to learn, to learn from yeah. I said if you're looking at players like me you look at him and he's like been there, done it, got the T-shirt yeah. and I, I could only learn from him. So I've looked at it, I was like, oh, I think Preston's the best thing. And, and for me, I kind of looked at things that, I look at things quite negatively. So if things didn't, if things didn't go right for me, because Preston just lost out on the playoffs that year. So if things didn't go right for me, but Preston got promoted, I could then go to League One. Yeah. So yeah. it kind of, if it went there, then it doesn't go well for me. I go from here to here. Yeah. Instead of going going somewhere else, where here, then go drop even further. So yeah. I kind of look look at the worst possible situation for me. Obviously, I know that I want to do the best as what I can. Yeah. But I've got that in the back of my mind. So I was thinking, well, Preston look like they're going to get promoted. So if I go there, I might not play, but look at what I can do in like a year. I can learn from Joe Garner. I can learn. From Ken, Kevin Davies, I spent training sessions just watching Kevin Davies. Yeah, and just, just be, Back, being around him. Jermaine Beckford was there as well, wasn't he? Uh, he came. He came the season after, was it? No, it wasn't. It was the January. Was it? He wasn't. He wasn't there at the start, and I, I mean, he came in the January, and then was it January? It might have been January. It might be a bit later. Yeah, but he he was there that year anyway. Yeah. yeah. Is it? Is it another? What, one what another? He... What another person to learn off? Yeah. Yeah. Jermaine Beckford has been there, done it, Premier League. Different type of player to you. Like, what, what do you think you took from his game that you sort of... Bex was so cool in front of goal. He was so cool. I just I remember watching sessions and he'd be like, it wouldn't phase him either. He'd try and be through on goal and he'd try and dink the keeper from a yard away and sometimes it wouldn't work. And he'd just go, ah, oh, well, tried it. Yeah. But like, nothing phased him and... And you could see why he got to the highest level. Yeah. Because he, he, he was a good... But he had a similar background to me. And it's, Bex, I'd still have a fully blown conversation with him now because he's a lovely, lovely person. Yeah. And when I see him, I do. But like... He, any, did he come from non-league as well? Through Leeds? Yeah. And then he came to Leeds, yeah. Bex, yeah, he was... I'm sure there's a story he was working in... He was working in Tesco or something like that. He was, he was stacking shelves or something. And he got his chance. So I think he kind of 
related that to me as well and just kind of helped me. And I got I got on really well with Bex, really, really well. And um, yeah, he was just, he was just, I said, three brilliant strikers to learn from. What more could you yeah. ask for as someone at 21, you're 22 year old? How did you find the, again, the step up in, in level and, and coming into training? Like, obviously, the difference from Port Vale to, to North End. Oh, yeah, it was massive. Massive. But it's just like, I've gone from trying to get used to playing like League One Port Vale to then straight in there with press and training with them every day. And it was just like, I think what Simon Grayson built then, it wasn't, it wasn't, players individually players it was players who were team players every single one of them would have died for each single player and you know that for a fact and everyone there was class it was unbelievable and I think that kind of was still there towards the end of my career at Preston yeah so like it was what they built was was amazing yeah and it was just happy to be part of that really yeah Spoken to uh, Lady quite quite a lot. And what a, he, I love what a guy he is. He he messaged me before. He said, uh, "I said, is there anything that I can like bring up?" And he went, "Just tell him I love him." <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what me and Lady right every day? If he looked sad, he'd come in and he'd just give me the biggest cuddle ever. Go, come here, Lady. Have a big cuddle. He'd be like, "Yeah, I feel all right now." Um, what a guy. I loved him. But he's he said the same. Um, you know he's been on he's been on air probably four or five times, and he, he said the same about that period under Simon that it was just like a sense of unity and a sense of you know like we're, we're going into battle together and how big a part yeah. that played in obviously the success. Oh yeah, definitely. As I said, you could look at every player that was in the team at that point gave everything for the cause, and I think that I think is that's what Simon Grayson built. He built everything with the team in mind and it was it worked. And it was you look if me coming in, you look at Tom Clark who went to brick walls, <laughs> John Welsh who tackles his mum or whatever like that. Do you know what I mean? Like he would he'd smash anyone to have them people behind you is amazing. And yeah. at the time it was kind of just what I needed. It was like this is what a team football's about. Yeah. How when when you joined them, were were you Joining under the impression that you would be sort of fighting for a place, but you, you'd you'd maybe get an opportunity, or was it you joined and, and you were maybe aware that you were going to be going out on, on a loan or two to begin with? I, th- I think I was kind of signed just as a bit of a gamble, mm. as in like I've done well at did well at Port Vale, twenty five grand then probably not a lot of money for Preston. It was like, right, if he does well, brilliant. If he doesn't do well, we've not lost a lot. Yeah. So I was I think I was going in there. In my mind, I was in there to compete. Yeah. Like and uh, I was in there to compete for places. I know I was never going to get it, but that's how I thought. I thought I'd have to go in there. And when I get my chance, I'm gonna take it. Yeah. But obviously that first season I didn't really play a lot. I mean I got sent off twice. Uh got injured did my knee it wasn't really a good season but the second sending off just before then I was offered a new contract <laughs> so the second red card came and I'm in tears and I'm going to Bex I'm going Bex like I've just been offered a new contract what am I doing like 
They're gonna, they're gonna take. I, absolutely, that was it. Like, I thought I was past myself. I was like, I'm gonna. They're pulling this contract. I'm not getting it. Was that the yeah. MK Dons or the Walsall one? MK Dons. So the Walsall one. The Walsall one. I did my knee. I was out for six months. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say one of them. One of them, you injured yourself quite badly, didn't you? Well, yeah. So at the time. It's, as far as sending off go to then do your knee and be out for six months, it's not great, is it's a, it? It's the longest suspension ever. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> like I, um, I remember it as well. Andy Little, Andy Little came on, and I think he came off injured or he came on. I think he came off injured, and I got the shout. I was like, "Oh, buzzing! I mean, I'm up for this." I think it was. I landed funny, and I just felt like clicking my knee. I was like, "Oh, that doesn't feel good." But I wasn't coming off because I didn't want to be sub sub. Yeah, so I was like, yeah. right, I'm getting through it. And I think that, I, set, I set Garns up that game for the goal. Yeah, yeah. Passing the ball, he, he shot and he scored. And then um, second half, came out for the second half. I was like, oh, my, my knee is killing. And yeah, that happened. Red card, see you later, six months out. I remember being on the bus after the game. I, I was in bit after the game on the bus. And I was sat with my leg up straight. And then I've come to get off the bus and my knee wouldn't bend. I said, oh, shh, <laughs> Jack, or, Jack or something's not right here. Like, I can't, can't bend my knee. He's like, I'll oh, get up, you'll be fine. I'm like, no, Jack, I can't bend my knee. <laughs> Went for a scan, six months out, you need an operation. I was like, oh, brilliant. What a band this is. <laughs> Obviously, you got the contract as well. Yeah, I was after the MK Dons on that. That was even worse because I'd just come on as well. The same, the same ref the same ref still talks to me now when I see him and he loves me loves me sent me <laughs> off twice <laughs> and every time I always wind him up that, ga- that game at MK Dons as well I'm stood on the sideline being Dobby what I always do shouting at people and he goes will you just shut up he goes you just a gobshite aren't you I went yeah of course I am <laughs> comes on red cards <laughs> he, he ran up to me as well he went what are you doing I went, what do you mean? I've not done anything. He went, the fourth official stood right behind you. I was like, oh no. <laughs> Walked past Simon Grayson and he was fuming. He was fuming. I was in, I was in, I was in the change room like, oh no, what have I done? Was he, uh, was he wanting to come in and have a go when it, when it required it? Oh, who? In the, Simon in the change room? Yeah. Oh, I got hammered that game. He's like, you coming on after five minutes getting yourself sent off straight off he said it's a good job we won this game otherwise you'd be getting hammered I was like oh no <laughs> the worst thing was as well after the first red card I went knocking on his door at training I was like look Gaffer I was like completely out of character for me like I'll never do it again like completely apologise <laughs> six months later I've done the what, same thing wasn't the first one uh, Andy Butler yeah, Andy Butler went down all the time. I didn't even touch yeah. him. Didn't even touch him. <laughs> I'm sure he's like, he, he's done like a reffing course now as well. <laughs> he's like coach at Doncaster or something. Unbelievable. Have you, any, have you had any other red cards since? No, just yellows. No, I'm quite clever. I'm clever. I'm clever with it now. Yeah. I'm clever with it now. I know what I'm doing. So, <laughs> how did the loan moves come about then? Were they, were they sort of off the bat or was the first one off the back of those, those reds? It was off the back of the injury. I, I, to be fair, as I said, so I did this. I did the first after the first red card went same. Did the same after the second one as well. Knocked on the door. He's like, oh, "What are you doing here again?" I was like, "All right, okay." 
this is when I just I'd got back for it, second one. And then um, I've gone to see him. And um, I th- I first loan was Tranmere, but it was off the back of the knee injury, not the sending offs, the loan move. So, like, look, you, you're not, we're doing well. I'm not, not really going to change the team. You should should go out and try and get games until the end of the season. But all right, okay, like, not, not too fast. Like, nothing wrong with playing games, especially with being out for so long. So, so yeah, that's how that kind of came about. And then the first one was for Tranmere. Yeah. That was, um, yeah, that wasn't very good. <laughs> I think that was like, with uh, same, the same manager, was it? Mickey Adams again. So he yeah. took me again. He took me back. So I was travelling every day to, to Birkenhead. Birkenhead it was. Yeah. And I just didn't, didn't... I think it was just because I was straight from the knee injury. It yeah. took me a while to find my feet again and then get going. And then um, came back from that. I think I scored one or two. Came back from that and then... It was when you could go, I think it was three loan moves a year, and you could go up until a certain point in the season. So it was like a month before the season. Yeah. yeah. So then on the last day, I went to Hartlepool and then did really, really well at Hartlepool. Kept kept them up and on the last, what a day that was. I was going to say, how, how was that for you? Like, Is that obviously a proud moment for you looking back? Oh, yeah, it was class. Like, I'd got, but I'd gone in there. I was just enjoying my football again going in there I was at home I was around my friends I was just enjoying playing football again and I score. I was scoring goals I was doing well what I end up with I think I end up with, with about five again something like that and then um, and then obviously the goal in the the game that's actually kept them up so that was mad and we had a good good do after that like but it was it was brilliant yeah I can imagine <laughs> we just sat we, do you know what it was, it was me it was me my brother-in-law now, who who played for them at the same time, the kit man, the physio, and a few more of the players, we were just sat in the pub, just like, oh, what a day, like, it was brilliant. But, like, I think it was because everyone had wrote them off. Yeah. Because yeah. they, were, they were, like, 10 points off it at Christmas, and, like, everyone had wrote them off, and it was, like, I think it's one of the best days that they've had. So obviously, apart from getting promoted, like, the other day, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was I really enjoyed my time at Hartlepool. Loved it, and obviously, obviously it, put me in, it put me in a good position. To then, when back. Preston got the playoffs, I was I'd played games, I'd scored goals, so it put me in a good position. Yeah, I was going to say obviously you came back and you were in the squad for the playoff final. We we were hoping to get on, or did you kind of know that you wouldn't? Or... Do, do you know what? At one point, <laughs> at one point, I thought I was on. I thought I was because um, second half Bex had just scored his hat trick. It's then Simon Grayson sent me and Kevin Davies out. I'm I'm going. Oh, that's it. I'm on. Fancy it. And he's gone. Kev down here. I'm like, oh no. Was that his? Never, I was I was zinging balls at half time class just to show off. Was that was that Kevin Davies last game for us? Yeah. Yeah. So he gave him a little 20 minutes or whatever to finish his... Yeah. Was that his last... Did Go he retire on. after that as well? I think so, yeah. Gutted, yeah, I was. Gutted. Did. did the same with Lady. I think Lady said... Um, he only came on like five minutes to go, did Scott? 
Yeah. So I think it, I think it was the same thing for them. Yeah, you must have Oh, I was, you know, I was running on the sideline and he'd gone like this. He'd gone, come, yes, yes. Thinking, me, it's me. Kevin <laughs> stood behind me going, yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, yeah, everyone, I think everyone's seen, obviously, the aftermath of, of the celebrations. Um, what were you doing to... to... <laughs> Do you know what it was, right? It was, it was, we were in the change room, we had the champagne, yeah, and we're all on the photos, and everyone just started going, Where jumping up and down? So I'm jumping up and down, the medal's going like this, it's gone, boom, <laughs> hit me on the eye. I've gone, oh, What's that? I, look, I've got a bit of blood. I've walked in, the docks just packed away all this stuff, all this stuff's packed away, ready to go on the bus. Going, Doc, can I look at my eye, it's bleeding. He went, oh, for fuck's sake, George. He was like, I've just put everything away. You need that stitching. <laughs> <laughs> so my missus, family didn't have a clue. I'm on the bed with my phone here. I was Snapchatting the full thing, getting texts. What have you done? I was like, honestly, it was the medal. Like, <laughs> nothing, nothing to do with the medals. Them medals are heavy as well. You know? yeah. They're not light. Yeah. <laughs> Hit me in the perfect spot, just under my eye, just under my yeah. eyebrow, and it just cut open straight away. I don't have stitches. Oh, stitches. Two, I think. Oh, not too bad. Yeah, I just couldn't believe it. Doc was fuming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think obviously that we just said. Then Kevin Davis retired that season. Obviously, Bex signed an extension. Uh, yeah, Bex stayed, stayed on. Are you thinking then with with? Kev Davis retiring that that's like this is my opportunity here now yeah I thought at the time I thought right if Kevin Davis is, is leaving then that opens a bit of a window for me for maybe more more playing time which yeah. it did in in fact was it said when you got Bex and Garns playing they were playing every week so it was it was tough but as I said it was only one of them times where I just had to do what I could when I could yeah. So I think, did you get did you get a bit of a running like the the league cup and and that? I think you scored a few. I think so. I can vaguely remember. I don't know. Was that was that the game played United? No, I can't. I don't think it was. That anyway, was I can't. I can't. No, that was, that, that was league. That was league one, wasn't it? Yeah, that was that was a promotion season. I think was it. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. That well, I, I can't remember to be honest. I just remember getting a bit more of a chance towards the end of the season. Yeah. And I scored a few goals as well. So then, I can't remember how many I scored. I know I scored one on the last day of the season against Leeds. Yeah. yeah. Because did, Owen Doyle came in that season, did he? Yeah. Uh, did, 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 did Stevie yeah. May as well? Yeah, because they both uh, had that side, didn't they? Yeah, I think they both yeah, they did, together. Yeah. And they give, they give Stevie May, obviously... The shirt number that coincided mm. with the Wembley day. Oh yeah, they did yeah. Yeah, yeah and then um, yeah, so they 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 came in, but yeah, I just thought with, I think with Kev moving aside, I thought that it, it as I said opened up a window for me to yeah. get more of a chance, and I think that yeah, I kind of just got my feet under the carpet a bit more just yeah. by playing a bit more and scoring when I could. So yeah, it was kind of. That was kind of like a, a set, like a set the foundations that year. I think. Did you still feel like you were improving as well? 
yeah, every year yeah. I feel like I improved yeah. at Preston. Like that year, that year, as I said, it was just, I was setting the foundations at Preston. Yeah. And I think it was the year after that's when I had my highest scoring year for Preston. Yeah. That right there. So then it was, so it was that year, then Alex Neal came in and then I left. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that year, so that year I kind of set the foundations. The year after, I think, the year after Garns went to Rangers. Rangers and that opened the door for me. I was then I was then ready to move into that spot of starting and playing. Yeah. yeah. So that was kind how of much, the year of yeah, go on. How much did you take from uh, like playing with Garns and that obviously he's look well by North End fans at least he's looked back on with Sort of obviously they loved him, but a, a bit of a shit house as well. And I think you could say that at times you you were a bit of a shit house. Like, did you did you take much from Joe in, in that? Do you know? Regard, you, or... Yeah, you might think I did, but as I said, I've I've I was taking stuff I was doing non-league yeah, to yeah. now. So it might look like that, but I'm doing the same things I was now. Yeah, what I was doing when I was playing non-league. So with him, he just kind of made made things a bit more cuter for me. Yeah. Like, obviously, Garns' record speaks for itself and he was unbelievable for, for North End. So, it was one of them things where I tried to learn from him, but he was a different striker in a way Yeah, to me. Yeah. But, for me, you've just got to take little things from each person. Unless you're Kevin Davies and I was just <laughs> fully focused on, <laughs> on him. Yeah. But like oh. I was just trying to take little things. Yeah, just little little bits to add to your game, and yeah. yeah. How how was it working with Simon and Snods then? I mean, I've I've heard a few times from different people that Snods is just brilliant. Snods is class. <laughs> Snods is unbelievable. I love I love Snods. He was class. We um, I'll always remember we. I can't remember what game it was. Playing rubbish at half time, and um, we've come in because. Us, Snods was always the one who'd go mad. If yeah. if we weren't playing well, he'd come in, he'd lose it. And Simon Grayson was there, and he would like if if he needed to, he would. But he was kind of always level. Yeah, yeah. And um, came in half time. Snods is going mad, going like going mad, and uh, all of a sudden he goes like <laughs> his toast falls out in the middle of going mad. <laughs> I I have all the lads have seen it. <laughs> Like, he's on the floor looking for his tooth and we've all just gone lost the block just started laughing <laughs> but he was I've got so many stories about Snods he was, he was he was brilliant for North End he was the type of person that you needed he was uh, we do circles on a Friday big circles like possession and um, we used to if you lose the ball you go in the middle Simon yeah. Grayson would get involved and Snodge would get involved and Snodge would get so mad. He'd get <laughs> so angry. If he wasn't winning the ball, he was like just ratting around and there was one time someone's megged him and he's lost a pl- he's lost the plot <laughs> and he sprang after the ball and do you know what? I think it was just after Barky came. It was Barky or somebody else. He sprang after the ball. It's on a Friday and just went wallop lifted him <laughs> <laughs> all the boys are like the manager's like that oh my god Snodge what are you doing <laughs> and that just like it epitomised what Snodge was about like he was brilliant like 
I could text him this day and I know he texted me back and he's like he's yeah. he's brilliant, like nothing but good words to say about him. Did, did do you look back on that time with them too and, and think that they helped you improve? I'd say so, yeah. I think like, they gave me the chance, they gave me the platform to to do it and embed what I did and start refining it. Yeah. So like by then my game wasn't really properly refined. Mm-hmm. But they were I was like working away, working away, working away at it. And they said it wasn't until the next season when I think I scored 13. Scored 13 goals that season until I was like, oh, well, this works. What I'm doing is right. So they kind that, of gave me that platform to do it. Yeah. That final season under Simon, obviously, Ada McGeady came in. I think it was on deadline day. Yeah. Did, did you ever look back on that and think that under Simon, that was probably the, the time the best time that we had to maybe give it a proper go. Oh, yeah. Not that previously... We had the team. We had the talent in the team. We had, we had everybody. I think uh, we had DJ, Callum. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Piro was there. Me. Yeah. Alan Brown. State fat was finding his feet as well. Giggs Greg was playing. Greg, Greg was Greg was class that year. Clarky. East, Clarky. Baps, yeah. yeah. So we had we had an unbelievable uh, team. So that was the year that we were thinking we were going into it. We were like, oh, like what a chance! And then we were we were pulling off results like from from nowhere, and like we just slowly kept yeah. on creeping. But kind of always happened with us. Like we we'd start well, or start rubbish. Man, was start rubbish. I can't remember what it is. But then yeah. we'd get to a point at the season, and like this is it. And then it, it just slowly oh. petered off, and it was like. Oh. But that year we had the talent. We had we had yeah. the talent, we had a team. Probably the best North End team that we've had. Yeah. When it's well like when was, I was there anyway. There was the obviously Cal scored in the game against Arsenal, didn't he? Um and it's just oh, the picture that cracks me up of Callum celebrating and you're behind him just like <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, because he, he passed the ball too hard. I'd have yeah. had a tapping. Yeah. yeah. Everyone everyone blamed me for that. And he smashed it across the goal. I'm like, what are you doing, Cal? <laughs> Couldn't believe it. Yeah. We should have won that game, first half. Yeah. yeah, we should have. Should have won that game. I just remember elbowing, I elbowed, what's his name? Can't remember who it was, but I came over the top of him, clean on the eyebrow, cut him open. Gab- Gabriel, was it? Gabriel? Yeah. Like clean open. And I'm like, oh, get in. Watch. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, welcome to the championship. And then um, <laughs> the refs come over to me. He's gone, look, I'm warning now. Because I think it was Premier League ref. Come on, I'm warning now. He's going to come back and get you. So every other chance, I was just going down like, oh, ref. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was our time like in that game? I, don't know, I was too busy breathing on my ass. <laughs> <To myself>. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember... I, I just, all I can remember from that game is Callum not passing me the ball properly. Mm-hmm. The only thing, because still to this day, I had visions of it. No, I remember um, Aidan McGeady's little little parallel. Oh, yeah, I remember that, yeah. 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 You remember it. You see, I saw videos of it for all three weeks afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, look at that. How did you feel then coming in? Obviously, first day of preseason, and I think it was Peter. Turned up at the training ground and sat and instead of Simon, and you obviously you're being told that 
gaffers in talks is annoying. What, what's your thoughts? I, I was... I, do you know what? I was... Obviously, I wanted Simon to still be there because I just had my best season. Yeah, yeah. But I kind of knew that, like, whoever's coming in is going to see what I've done the last year. But I kind of made up my mind for this season. So, like, regardless of who was coming in, my mind was already set on what I was doing that year. Yeah. So it was, it was, I was looking forward to it. But as I said, I was, I was having to have a difficult conversation with whoever was coming in. Yeah. Which obviously doesn't get you off on the right foot straight away, does it? No, it's not ideal, is it? Um, I think, I seem to recall anyway that there was a few links to Sunderland at the time. I don't know if, if you knew anything about that or if, if you'd there was, there was, or... there was talk. I'd, I'd heard a lot. I'd heard a lot, but there was nothing in set in stone. And I, I remember, I remember. I think I was talking to Greg. Some, I was somebody, and there was like, I think there was four of us that they were, they were looking, they were looking to come back and get. It was me, yeah, me, Greg, was... me, Greg, Piro, and I think Clarky was one. Yeah. And um, I, I, but I'm sure the. I'm sure they said not they weren't allowed to come back in for anyone. That yeah. might have been part of it, but I don't I, I don't know for sure. I don't can't quote me on it, but I just remember all the time. But I was I was linked with a lot of clubs then. Yeah. Yeah. So like I was that's kind of why I had my mind made up on what was happening that year for me. Yeah. So that was the the transfer request that went well, really well. Before we get <laughs> before we get on to that, how was it when Alex came in? Because I think from a fan's point of view, it, it came out of the blue a little bit. It was just like, I think someone had taken a picture of him coming out of like an office or something in the ground, and it was like, well, that's obviously our, our new manager. How was it I for the lads? I was, um, do you know what? I think lads were quite excited about it because obviously we'd seen what he'd done with Norwich, mm. and we thought, oh, this will this will be good. Like, what a chance we were going to have. So it was for a club's point of view, it was. It was it was a good appointment. It was a great appointment. Yeah. So it probably was what the club needed from the successes of what Simon did and what we'd done the year before to then take us to hopefully level. that ne- next level. Yeah. Yeah. How was it? How was he to work with them? Oh, it was brilliant. Class. I, at first, it was as I said, it was difficult because I'd I'd made my mind up on wanting to leave that year yeah. because I'd, I'd done really well and I just. I, I needed to make the most of what was coming. Yeah. So I had, I had loads of clubs coming in for me, offering me all sorts of like money. I was like, oh, like I, I just sat, sat down with my agent. I was like, that's it. I, I think for all Preston have done, I need to help progress my career now. I need to do something for me. So yeah, I'd made, we'd, made my, we'd, we'd made my mind up and we were like, right. Because obviously you just know my story. I've, I've not, I've come from nothing. I've come in football late. Yes. Yeah. So I needed to make the most of it. I needed yeah. to, do you know what I mean? Not Trust that every I'm, opportunity that you can. Exactly. Exactly. Like I, I just needed to go to somewhere that could take me to the next level. Yeah. And for me, it was good. It was him, Alex Neil coming in. The, one of the first days wasn't. It was first days or first week. It didn't really. <sighs> this is why me and Alex now get on so well, is because from the very first day. I was honest with him. Yeah. 
from the very first time I met him, I was honest with him. I was like, and he was, and he was good as gold. He was honest with me. So we kind of both had that mutual respect in that we could say how it is type yeah, yeah. thing. Hero and, said that. He said that as much as he had his pros and cons, he, he liked people that were upfront about stuff and, and were, were just honest um, and said it how it was. But I had to, I had to have that conversation with him. So I was, yeah. the, the, third, I was the first person. You couldn't have got any earlier than me. <laughs> <laughs> knocking on his door and doing his job like oh sorry boss but I made my mind up I think I want to leave he's like well I'd like to see all my players and I know what you're about and the one thing I do remember about him was can do you remember my goal against Newcastle the year before at St James's Park vaguely was it like a uh, scruffy one it was like a flick yeah. on the corner yeah. yeah and and my I think it was Actually, afterwards, all like everything gone down, he went. I this is what I want from you. Showed me this clip, the movement, a lot. I was like, all right, that's, that's fair enough. Like, but like, I like little things like that. That yeah. all the attention to detail. So obviously, he's done his research on the players yeah. who he was coming. He was going to inherit. Yeah. So he knew everyone's strength and all this. But as I said, I had the the good task of telling him that I wanted to leave from the very start. Yeah. So from, I, it didn't go down very well at first. So obviously, had, had the club rejected a bid from Ipswich the season before? I think I seem to recall Simon said something Ipswich. in a post match, a post match press conference that yeah rejected like a million quid or a million and a half for you. Yeah, and so I remember was... at the time like oh, half the fan base, yeah, half, <laughs> half the fan base were offering to drive get, you. I was getting messages on Twitter saying million quid, snap runs off, I'll drive them. <laughs> I was like, whoa. I, I've yeah. got a tweet saying I've got a tweet saying ten million, and it ended up being ten million. So I was buzzing about. <laughs> but so so the year back that year was obviously Ipswich, but then the year after, after scored the thirteen, I had loads of clubs like a lot of the Championship offering me double, triple what I was on at Preston. Yeah. So, so I'm, we're I'm, red in we're red in one of the teams. Yeah. They were one of the ones that put the they put I think they put six seven eight mil in for me yeah. in that in that end of season, well that preseason. So I'm looking at it and thinking, oh my god, like this is this is money that I this is something that I've never even imagined. I just wanted to play football for a living. Yeah, and I've been offered contracts from Preston, but like for me, it just wasn't right anymore. Like I'm looking at the championship and where I could go from there. I think that year as well, Reading, Reading got playoffs. Yeah, I think I'm sure they got playoffs. So like, it never happened, obviously. Yeah. But as, as ah. you can imagine, I'm looking at this thinking, right, I could go to the next level now. Like, so I'm I'm trying to push this. Yeah, and I'm as obviously I'm telling him I want to leave. I want to leave, and he wasn't happy with me at first. He what? Do you know what? Alex Neil wasn't happy with me until after the first game because I wasn't yeah I wasn't involved did, for that did you, I wasn't did involved you, for that Sheffield Wednesday game. Did you come on as a sub? Came on and as did a you sub win a did pen, you win the pen. pen? Yeah. Yeah. So like they I think they brought they brought Shawnee in that year as well. Yeah. That season. So they were like so they're like playing Shawnee. I was like fair enough. Like I want to leave. Like that's I'm fine with whatever you want to do. So then obviously you handed the transfer request in. How did it that how went, did it get from telling the club that you wanted to leave to the transfer request, was it something that you and your agent just thought, this is something we're going to have to do? 
but we it, we were kind of up against the wall because we wanted to leave. We've made it clear to them that we wanted to leave, but nothing was happening. Yeah. The, the club the clubs were putting in offers, but nothing was going forward. So I was like, yeah. if I want to try and take my career at the next level, I need to do something. Yeah, even if it means pissing off a lot of the Preston yeah, yeah. fans, which at the, which at the time I did. Yeah, but as I said, I I. I I'd made my desire to leave, yeah. So I couldn't. I couldn't have done anything else. We were in, we were sat in the office with Alex Neal and um, Peter Edsdale. We're like, right, we're going to tell them if they can't get up to this price for my contract, then this is going to happen, which is a transfer request because we've been backwards and forwards for ages. And we're like, well, if you're not going to give me, you've got to let me leave. You need to get somewhere near this. I wasn't prepared to take exactly the same. Yeah. Because I knew it was out of the structure. I had, people, I had Neil telling me they were going to break the club's weird structure to keep me. I'm like, right. I said, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want exactly the same. I just want something that's fair. Yeah. So Something that reflects your to, contribution and what you've done. Ex- exactly. Which which is, I think as a footballer, that's all you can ask for. Yeah. And that's really being valued. Yeah, because if the club are going to ask that much money for you and you're one of the best strikers in the league... You need a contract to sort of reflect that. Yeah. And at the time, I was probably one of the lowest paid at Preston. Yeah. I'd come from nothing. Yeah. Hero I'd said as well, like, you know, there's there's obviously been talk amongst fans about uh, like breaking the wage structure will upset the the camaraderie in the in the group. And Piero was like, do you know what? Looking back, it probably wouldn't have done if that player is doing what they need to do. The lads you can that that yeah. That year, after scoring thirteen goals and the ten goals up to Christmas, if someone had, if I had signed the same as what everyone had said, then no one had said a thing because I was yeah. doing it on the pitch. If someone producing the goods, yeah, yeah. do what you want. Yeah, no, no issues. How was the no um, how was the relationship with Alex after the obviously Sheffield Wednesday? You came on one pen, I think DJ scored the pen, and then. I think we started the season quite well. I think I remember the Birmingham game. We played really well. So obviously, was, you still want you still wanted to leave, but how was that relationship? At, at, at the, so after hand having to hand in the transfer request, which obviously that then when you hand it in, it's then public, it's public yeah. knowledge. So as I said, all the fans know, everyone knows that like he wants out. This is it. He's done. Like. Obviously, my intentions was, right, I I need to let everyone know that I'm going to leave, but I'm not going to stop doing my job because that's how I was brought up. Yeah, that's how, I've, that's how I've got to where I am. And I think that's how I gained a lot more respect from Alex Neal. So as much as I could have kicked up a fuss, started being a knob, that's not me. That's yeah. not who I am as a person. So I just got my head down and I kind of looked at it like, right, okay, then if I'm not going to go, I get my head down, I'll have the best six months of my life and then I can either go to somewhere even better than what I was in summer or I can I can still move. The desire is there still to leave. But in this time being, I can either maximise what I can do or I can just fall off a cliff and no one's going to hear of me again and then, then I'm left with nothing. Yeah. So it was a gamble. It was a, it was a massive, massive gamble. Yeah. But I think... It paid like off, didn't it? it? In the end, it paid off, yeah. I had a few safest nights with the missus, like, but it was it was one of them where I, I think I earned 
the respect back from Alex Neal because I just got my head down and I worked harder than I'd ever worked for. Yeah, I think it was around always... that time as well that Alex in the press described you as a beast and a rare yeah. breed. Uh, I don't know if you were aware of that or not, but is that something that if you are aware of it, when you hear that, are you thinking, like, do you know what? Yeah, he's, he's right. Uh. I think, like, I, I always had respect for Alex, even throughout everything that was going on, because he was always honest with me. Yeah. So I, it was never, I never had any respect for him. I had the utmost respect for him because he, he was, what's the word? He still put his faith in me, but he was, at the same time, he was still honest with me yeah, from yeah. the start. And if I, my levels went below than what he thought they were, he'd tell me. Yeah. But I, and he could understand as well the position that I was in and where I was coming from. Mm. So as I said, the honesty kind of worked both ways. And I think that's why now we get on so well now. Even like I've seen him when Norwich played Preston at away at the beginning of the season. I was chatting to him for about five, ten minutes before the game. Yeah. Like, because we have that respect and I'd probably say friendship from that. Yeah. yeah. Do you think his attention to detail as well made you even better? Obviously, I think you scored 10 by Christmas. So I think, so everything leading up to that season, I knew it worked. Everything I was doing was working. Yeah. From Alex coming in, I think he took it even further for me. From when I so as I said, that first game didn't play. Obviously, when the transfer window closed, that's when I started playing. Yeah. So that's when obviously I was doing well, doing well. But I remember from it was either the start of pre-season or the start of the season, he came up to me. He was because he, he he always had in mind that he was going to play to my strengths. Yeah. So it was always the one up front and then it was Alan Brown around me. Yeah. You know, Brown, he, he runs for days. So he was running all the channels. He was doing everything. Whereas he said to me, he said, look, all I want from you is anything in our half, two touch. And then anything up there, two touch maximum. You can play one touch, but you need to keep hold of the ball because I'm doing everything off you. And I think when someone came in and gives you that, What's the word I'm looking for? Give you the confidence, but the responsibility. That's the word. Yeah. The yeah. responsibility of that, knowing that you're an integral part of that team. Yeah. And I think that even since me leaving, we've kind of struggled to, because he tried to play the same way, but nothing was the same. Mm. Not trying to sound big headed, but nothing was the same with that when I left. Yeah. It's true. Obviously, it's true. Obviously, we've, obviously, we've never replaced you. Simple as that. Obviously, Callum came in, played as a striker. And Callum's brilliant, but he's a completely yeah. different striker to what I am. Yeah. And Callum's had an amazing career from Preston. Yeah. You think that's going back was... to what you said? Like you're such a unique player, and Alex Neil created. He basically built the team around you. Yeah, he played. He played. He played that team to my strength. Yeah. And it it paid off because, as I said, that first Christmas had ten goals. Yeah, I think it was, was so, it thirteen in all comps, including like three in the yeah. comps. I think I finished joint top goal scorer that season. I didn't play yeah. six months. <laughs> yeah. I think, did you come on against Sacrington as well? Uh, did you? I think you scored twice. Scored twice against I, I, I started back yeah. then. Scored twice. Yeah. Just, yeah. just on that, my one of my overriding memories from that game is Liam Grimshaw getting the ball on the halfway line and just running in a straight line out of play. <laughs> <laughs> Grimmy, what a player. He was classing. Oh, I loved him. Class. I did. 
I was driving under that as well. I do remember. I'm that. assuming I remember you got some pelters for that. Oh, I got battered for it. He <laughs> got battered for it. I just remember it was absolutely chucking it down. Yeah. We got we got beat, didn't we? Yeah, yeah three two. Got beat and I scored two. Yeah. But as I said, I think for me, Alex kind of took me on to that next level. And I couldn't I could never imagine what was coming that January from the the summer that I'd had. 